Hey everyone, welcome to Industry Headlines. He's Kevin Kaufman. I'm Kevin Kaufman. And uh, I just now look to see Kevin, what it said. It said Kevin Kaufman. Anyway, I'm Fred Weaver. And uh, what have we got in store this week, man? What's going on? What's been happening in the real estate and mortgage world? Yeah, man. So let's talk about the eviction moratorium. Some, some of them coming to an end, some not. Got some information there. Talk about the refi fee uh, that caused a ruckus here recently from Fannie and Freddie, as well as a proposal from presidential candidate Joe Biden for a first-time homebuyer tax credit. Awesome. All right. So let's jump in. It's happening all around the country. We certainly don't have time uh, to not only research what's happening in every state, but also just to read all that. Okay. But moratorium, foreclosure moratoriums are coming to an end. So we're going to see a lot more in the news over the coming weeks and coming months, right? As lenders and homeowners and state leaders sort of grapple with what to do. Late last night, California took some action because their foreclosure moratorium was set to come to an end. So tell us a little bit about that, Kevin. So that, just to be clear real quick, this is eviction moratorium, not, not foreclosure moratorium in Thank California. You, uh, to talk about because we said both words there. But so last night in California, they passed bill, I guess, AB3088, in case you want to go uh, research that. But effectively, here's the rundown. All rent owed from March 1st, 2020 through August 31st, that's yesterday, 2020, becomes consumer debt. Uh, so it's no longer back like rent, it's consumer debt. Tenants are only required to pay 25% of the rent from September 1st through January 31st, 2021. The rest becomes consumer debt. No evictions until February 1st. No access to small claims to collect that debt until March 1st. Basically, this puts the onus of missed rents wholly on the landlords, the folks that own the homes and the apartments, etc. And that is not going to be grounds for eviction uh, for basically a year's worth of rent. So as uh, one of the people I follow put it on Twitter, we wonder why California is floating a 10-year exit tax of, to leave the state. Um, surely nobody with, in their right mind thought that this was a good idea. I mean, here's the deal. No plan's perfect, right? You got a bad situation. Landlords have to pay their rent. The mortgage statement's still coming due every single month, even if there has been some forbearances and stuff like that offered. Like, it, there's still some money due, right? And now California's giving the tenants the ability to pay very little, if any at all. It almost seems like 25% of their rent, putting landlords in a tough position. So I understand it. Tenants are in a tough position. But to just draft a bill that's pretty one-sided, that only helps one, I mean, it certainly doesn't promote home ownership and, and people wanting to move to the state of California or buying investment properties, does it? Not at all. I mean, I just think about like your average. So a lot of people, like, I'm not saying that renters should not get some help and protection, but Correct. I don't think it's on the, on the person who potentially owns a rental property to just take the burden for it, like, and pay that. Like, is the government going to, are they going to, is the state of California going to step in and make those mortgage payments for them? Like, dude, just that's insane. I can't even believe I said that. Like reading through that, uh, I was, I'm dumbfounded by it. Like I'm totally dumbfounded by it. State of California, 
For those watching live and in here at our Next Level Agents Facebook group, please post below, especially if you're in the state of California. I really want to hear some thoughts. And I know there's arguments to both sides. Again, like I said, no plan's perfect, right? So right. you're going to devise a plan. At some level, somebody's probably going to get more of the burden than they think's fair. But this one just seems incredibly one-sided unless I'm missing the other half of the story, which uh, it's the state of California, so I don't think I am. So Anyway, on to other news, Kevin. The refinance fee that was uh, put out by Fannie and Freddie supposed to begin on September 1st. That's today if you're watching live with us or yesterday if you're listening to our podcast. Um, that particular refinance fee has now been pushed back to December 1st. Also, they were under a lot of pressure around this refinance fee saying that lower income borrowers were being penalized more severely. So they rolled out uh, basically an exemption, if you will, that if you're refinancing a loan with a balance below $125,000, that that fee is, is, is no longer required. So it's been pushed out a couple months and then there's been an exemption put in place. I don't know if you have any more thoughts there, but we can move on otherwise. There's your latest news. Last week, we mentioned this may happen and what do you know? It happened. Maybe if uh, the treasury wasn't, uh, f you know, fleecing those two companies of all their money, they wouldn't have to charge extra to try to raise money to get out we'll of We'll maybe talk about that next week. There's been a lot of news on that too, but we'll let that play out a little bit more. All right. So let's talk about this. Biden proposes a $15,000 first time home buyer tax credit. So consumers, uh, first time home buyers would actually get a payment when they buy the home not when they file their taxes. So it's not a credit. I mean, I guess it is a tax credit, but it's actually a payment at time of purchase. That's wow. Yeah, it's cash in your pocket. Now here's the deal. Like any policy proposal that's missing some details, okay? That's <laughs> yeah. not me being Democrat or Republican, left or right. I'm just saying like any policy proposal, it's missing a lot of details, but it's also not unheard of, right? So if you go back to uh, 2008, I believe President George W. Bush at the time, uh, one of your favorites. Uh, I believe that, uh, and you just like him for the baseball, let's be honest. I was going to say, I just wanted to be the commissioner of Major League Baseball, but yeah, let's not get I into know. politics. I know. Anyway, but he, he signed something, right? And there was a credit that was then uh, raised, I believe, the following year by Obama, right? President Obama. Yeah, it was so, like 6,000. I remember it's, I mean, obviously it's a while ago, but I remember that credit. Yeah. Yeah. And so these credits that, that Bush and Obama did at one time, they were like a percentage of your purchase price. So it's sort of like assumed or people are thinking that that may be kind of the, the lines along where Biden's going as well. It may not just be, hey, go out and buy a $100,000 condo, get 15 grand in your pocket. Um, it may not quite kind of work just like that. It may be a percentage of the purchase price. So a lot to be uh, a lot to still, you know, learn here. But um, you know, definitely real estate news right in the middle of a political campaign. So had to talk about it here today on industry headlines. I think it's pretty interesting. And it's kind of interesting to see something that was done in the early mid 2000s, yeah. right coming back as well here 2020 2021. Definitely interesting concept to be curious, you know, obviously, he's got to win the election, and then a whole lot of other things have to fall into place for that to happen. But, um, you know, it'd be interesting to see what what kind of effects that has. Yeah. Cool stuff. Anyway, thanks for joining us for Industry Headlines. He's Kevin. I'm Fred. We'll see you back here next week. Thank you. Bye.